What's up, you bastards? We're back on It's Tough, the Magnum Tree Trout podcast. Today on It's Tough, we have a very special guest. All right, we are doing an interview with Nicola. Nicola, it's great to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Thankful for the opportunity. This is a big day in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> so let's get started. Well, Nicola's <laughs> been kind of dodging me, giving him a podcast, or, you know, getting a podcast out of him a little bit recently, but it's okay. I kidnapped him and I took him to the fucking lair. And now we're here. And now we're here. I figured with this, oh, as you guys can see, we got a totally new professional setup. We're filming this on an actual fucking camera. So it's getting a little legit. Oh, it's nice. I like it. It's very you comfortable. Do. Yeah? Very comfortable. Well, that's good to hear. All right, Nicola, do you want to get into the questioning? Let's go. <laughs> into the interrogation? Let's see what you got for me. Well, all right. So, where are you from? I'm uh, from Brayton, Florida. Where are you from? <laughs> where are you from originally? I was born in New York in Manhattan, and then we moved to Florida. I was seven or eight. Why'd you move to Florida? Uh, for tennis. Tennis? Yeah, with tennis flair. That's how me and Nigel met each other. Um... I'm going to use many different nicknames for him that we've just acquired over the years. So if they're interchangeable, if they start with an N, it's probably not. It probably means Nicola. So, uh, yeah, that's how we met. We met by playing tennis. Both of our parents are uh, tennis nuts, or our fathers, for sure. A little bit, for sure. And uh, from there, we kind of just met, and we've been training and been friends ever since. (laughs) Friends up? Oh, somewhat. Kind of. On occasion. So, uh... What made you get into tennis? Well, my older brother always played tennis, so as a younger sibling, I followed into his footsteps, and that's it. Did you enjoy tennis? At a young age? Yeah. I don't I don't really know. I mean, I was just around the court all the time, so I guess I had no other choice but okay. to. <laughs> Why do I not get you? Because we're the ones talking. Oh, I don't have to talk to them? No, fuck them. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll look at yeah. you then. Okay. Yeah, look at How's me. It going? We're talking, yeah. All right, okay. Now I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we were always forced to be on the court, I'd say. Or we aren't forced at that age. You're just, you are where you are. <laughs> you are where your parents take you, right? Exactly. I mean, you just follow just, their lead. Just follow. That's it. There's no other lead but their lead. Fuck. Until you get to 12 years old like Magnum. <laughs> yeah, then you fucking quit tennis and shit. So... What about now? Do you think tennis is like paid off for you playing this long? Yeah, I definitely think it, it's paid off. I mean, got the scholarship at a yeah. D1 school. Went to college oh, four years for free. So it definitely paid off in some way. Yeah, So, what, sure. but what did you want to do initially with tennis? You wanted to go pro, right? Well, you know, we all had dreams when we were younger <laughs> yeah, to become yeah. world number one. We knew it. We knew we were going to be... Are you kidding me? We knew it was going to happen. I knew I had eight Grand Slams lined up. I'm like, fuck Donald Young and all these bitch asses. Like, I'm going to fucking rape out there. You kidding me? There's no way anyone can stop me. I'm going to be number one for eight years. Knock off Fed real quick. I'm going to be the first person to get two Grand Slams in a row, which is four slams, okay? I'm going to have two years of pure dominance. I had it all lined up. And what happened? And then I realized, bro, you're fucking delusional. I'm like... Like, you ain't winning shit. You can't even win a Super Series. You don't want to win a Super Series. You feel like shit. Your knees are fucking breaking and buckling as you're on the court. I bet you're still feeling some of the, the pain from the tennis for all uh, these years. Well, you know. I mean, how's your... You got torn labrum now. Yeah. And that's... Just, I mean, this is tennis. Everyone says tennis is such a fucking pussy sport. It's the worst. Get out there and grind for five hours in the fucking Florida heat when it's 100 degrees with your father yelling at you, you bastard, run fast. Pasta. Like, come on, man. That shit's At that not young easy. of an age, it get really, really messes you up. 
these later years. Like, look at you. What are you my doing? My shoulders about? are broken. My knees are broken. I mean, granted, I haven't really taken care of myself since I started working out. <laughs> but all my injuries stem from tennis. Everything came from tennis. Yeah. For sure. I agree. But so did college tennis? I mean, was that a fun experience, would you say? Yeah, it was cool having uh, teammates, uh, the coaches, everyone behind you. You know, you're not by yourself. It's kind of different from just like junior tennis when you play by yourself. You're not really playing for anyone but yourself. So having playing for a school, playing for teammates, playing for everyone that's associated with the school really made you appreciate things a lot more and make you even work harder you so know? you like the team aspect of it yeah it was great because i mean for some people like myself like the, <laughs> the fact that it wasn't a team sport was actually a plus it was like because you don't have to i don't have to worry about anyone. no one i don't have to deal with any bullshit i just can go out there and fucking you know do my shit yeah i mean that makes sense i mean i kind of like it as well being more like the one-on-one mm-hmm. in the team but the, but team, the motivation it, of a it team was it was a good more. experience you know it was like yeah. it was very different because if even if you lost the teammates could win yeah. and everyone's still happy because the team came out winning so what'd you go to school for what do you mean what like, i go to school what'd for? you go to school like what was your degree or whatever that you oh i would for? i graduated with a degree in sports management and a minor in business and then now well, why did you like get those degrees? What was your reasoning behind like, all right, I want to be a sports manager? Well, with the sports management degree, I can be a sports agent. And that's what I always wanted to be. Even with tennis doesn't work out. That's what, that's the first thing. So it's kind of like a, a backup deal. Like that's no, what you want. Well, I, I, I don't want to look at, look at it as a backup because once you have a backup, it's over. So you're going straight to the backup plan. So my backup plan was podcasting. <laughs> well, you were there. Oh, I'm fucking there, <laughs> We man. made it. Yep, I am locked in, bro. Oh, I you're, am lo- you're definitely locked in. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I, that sounds good. That's a cool thing. Do you, so, you want to be a sports manager? Sports agent. Sports if, agent. See, if tennis doesn't work out, yes. So, you're still trying to be a tennis player? At the moment, yeah. So, what's that entail? So, you're on tour now, technically. Not yet. In January, I'm starting. In January, you're going to start grinding yeah. and like going out to tournaments to and shit. <laughs> yeah, yes. in January, starting Cancun. Cancun, yes, shit. Sir. So once your like, shoulder heals up, you feel like that's what you're going to do? Yeah. So where are you going to try to do? Like make a good push and like really go out there and fucking grind? Or yeah, that, definitely. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the only way. It. Yeah. Better try and not know. Whatever, just fuck it. Like bang it. Definitely. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> Hey Just man, it's it. fucking logic that's worked for no one I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> so uh, there you go. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so fuck it. I mean, this isn't a shitty segue, but what are your thoughts on PEDs? I mean, everyone looks to get that little extra edge in order to be a little bit better than their competition. But of course, at the higher level, they, everyone gets tested more. It's more serious, you know. But do you think it's prevalent amongst the sport? I know every player that's had trouble has mm-hmm. thought about trying this. Okay, but do you think a lot of players that are higher up on the tour actually take PDs? I can't say yes for sure, but I, it's some some of these people they from don't, the stuff you've seen I over think, your I, years I think in they tennis. Do you do. think a lot of people are on peds? Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely yeah. do. Do you think that it's like ethically or morally wrong? I mean, if everyone's doing it, then no. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. You gotta I mean, win somehow. It's how, not, it's if not everyone's fair. doing it, how are the people that are not doing it supposed to be 
competing yeah. with the people that are doing it. But so, really so what sense. do you think? Do you think it should be like a free for all? Like, fuck it. If you want to take them, take them and no one's going to give a shit or it should be everyone is fucking tested and no one is allowed to take them. Like how you saw did with the UFC and shit like that. There's, there's gotta be a limit. There's got to be a limit for sure. I mean, like but you think that guys should, a free for like, all would be pretty cool them. though. A free for all would be pretty nice. Free for all would be <laughs> mental. You'd have, have three hundred pounds <laughs> on the court. <laughs> Fucking pop the balls. Matches would, would never end. No, no one would ever get tired. No. So, Just, how, so how did you win, bro? Imagine Isner. Isner fucking juice. Isner the against gills. Riley Opelka. <laughs> <laughs> Isner versus Dennis Uzbensky. <laughs> Damien. Wow. Uh, That'd be good. Or versus Mark. Losev? Yeah. I think Losev should definitely get on it. Yeah. It would change his life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do you see like a lot of benefits so benefit from tennis was school you got a full ride to there you still if you go on tour and you do well there's a benefit there do you see any other like benefits that came from tennis just throughout your, that you see in your life definitely with you know you probably agree with me with this being an athlete gives you gets you like really disciplined yeah whereas like there's just normal college students all they, all, bums. Bums. All they do is go out, drink, smoke, this, that. And whereas you, me, and all, all the other athletes, they've had years of experience of having to show up on this time, having this, practicing And getting this, their ass beat if they don't. Getting their ass beat if they don't. So I think in the work workforce, I think uh, we definitely have an advantage over regular college students because... Yeah, you're, you're we're, fucking disciplined. We're disciplined. Like, we have that, like, no yeah. matter what, like, in our head. You yeah, know what I mean? Fucking they have to work for that. Yeah. So you mentioned, like, partying and shit. Do you think that you can party and do all that while being an athlete? Definitely not. Like, like a normal student? No, no, no. I'm saying you're an athlete, yeah. okay? Do you think you can party and fuck around like a normal student or just a normal person in general? Like, do you think you can be... If you want to do it the right way, I don't think so. I mean... But you think... I mean, there be... are some talented individuals. Yeah, but that's also when they... They also can do that when they get there. Yeah. They already know that they're at that level. So then they can relax. So then they can relax. And like, for them, then that doesn't make that much of a difference. But if you're not at that level and you're doing it, you have no chance. Yeah. Like, how are you supposed to get to that level if you're already messing up before you even... It makes fucking sense. You know? Like, yeah, you got to think about the future. That's something to say. Like, Kyrgios, he, he's a tank. Oh, this, that. Yeah. But he's already got to that level. Yeah. Because he's worked he's all those grinder, years, you know? Yeah. So now he's already there, so he doesn't have to improve that much more. Do you see any detriments from tennis? Mental. Mental? You think Probably. it had an effect on you mentally? I mean, yeah. I mean, every, every tournament, there's only one winner. So yeah. every tournament, you're most likely a loser. A loser. That's like every week. Yeah. You know, and there's no one there unless you're playing doubles, but that's only one more person. Yeah, it's fucking tough. And every week, you're losing. You're losing, even if you're doing well. Yeah. You know? So you say that, like, being a college athlete and all that shit, like, it was tough. You know, you couldn't party as much, whatever. Did you enjoy going to college? Like, do you think that was beneficial for you? Did you? I mean, definitely. I mean, I've I've learned a lot. I mean, I've grown a lot as a person myself. I mean, like socially, uh, independent, becoming way more independent, having to do everything. Yeah, le- I've learned a lot more. More like not in the classes per se, but like yeah, the people that I met and everything. Like, there's there's a lot to learn from college. You know, you don't maybe you don't yeah. agree. You don't, <laughs> but the I, I think for some people it's valuable. You know, it just depends. For me, myself, I'd probably, like, 
be six feet under if I stayed in school, you know? So it's like... <laughs> it's good that you got out early. So it's, it's good that I got out, you know? I'm going to stay afloat a little bit longer. And now you're doing the podcast, and it's yeah, great. It's going exactly. Great. With Nigel. Nigel's my podcast. Uh, so you saw it was beneficial. Definitely. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy, like, the ride for, of it? For overall, I would say I enjoyed it, yeah. So you would say, like, some people would say, oh, college was the best time of my life. Would you fall into I, that I wouldn't category? say it was the best part of my life, but I'm, I'm glad I went. Yeah, you because think had a lot of Because I've grown. Yeah. There's, of course, there's positives and negatives. Yeah. But I think there were more positives I can take out of it than negatives. So yeah. I think it was something that needed to be done for me, at least. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you, uh, do you have any thoughts on politics or anything like that? Not a big politic guy, but you can throw a question at me. I might be able to Wait, answer. Do you have any thoughts on Trump or anything like that? I, I mean, love he's Trump. the most macro guy. You love Trump? Yeah, do you like Trump? As a person, okay. yeah. <laughs> As a person, that's going to fucking rape me. Watch this. Yeah, you know. guys fucking comment below if you fucking this. like Trump. I love this. Trump. <laughs> Trump is a man and an individual gets me fucking rock hard. <laughs> gets me going. He is the moral compass of my life, okay? If Trump does it and says it, I believe in it and I praise it like gospel. No, I don't believe that, but I don't believe he should be vilified as much as he is now and that everyone's just being so divisive against him. Like, I get it. Like, the dude fucks up a little bit. Everyone fucks up. But everyone up. fucks up. You know, it's it's like I was, um, you guys know who Steve Bannon is. If you don't, go Google him. He worked for Trump and he's a heavy right winger. And now he got fired from, like, Trump's. He was actually in Trump's cabinet. But uh, he got fired and he still is working on behalf of Trump and trying to boost the Republican Party. And he talks about how, like, Nancy Pelosi hates her. He hates her fucking guts. But she's a genius political figure. CNN? No, no, she's the speaker of that. I think she's oh. she's the main lady in front of the take Democrats. Yeah, that. not CNN. No, it, it's straight. Bro. That's no. the other one, the other Nancy. I don't know. <laughs> fucked up, guys. Anyways, so he's saying she's a master political like person. Basically, she knows how to do this, and there's an effect. There's a cause and effect, and she understands that. And in everything you do, you know, if you're a sports agent, you'll understand better than I'll ever understand. Well, if I sign this fucker what and I do this does, bonus, yeah. this is what's gonna happen. Of course, yeah, yeah. Trump had no fucking idea. Trump went into this politics shit like fuck. I think I can do it because it's so easy. You know, he he looked and he's like. Like, shit, if I just can convince these fuckers to elect me, I really can bypass being a, you know, wise political person. that's exactly what he did. And that's exactly what he did. So he came out winning and people all hate him for it. And I get it. You guys thought something about him. You thought he would go to the center. You thought he would be more normal. And he wasn't, okay? He was a little fucking kooky. But you still voted <laughs> for him, and he still pulled one over on your ass. And I don't feel like you should have the right to just fucking spit on him and say everything he does is stupid. You put another person who's like him and doesn't understand the way that politics works, that has a bit of an ego, and they're probably going to be in a little bit of a fucking you oh, know, yeah. boxing match. Like, oh, that's yeah. how it is. <laughs> you get, you're really getting intense with this combo. Huh? Yeah, I was fucking... Cause it triggers like, you a little bit. Fucking... Bitches, you know, talk about all this shit and just shut the fuck up. Damn. So uh, I know you love David Goggins. What do you think about Goggins? David Goggins, yeah, I've been um, listening to him a lot for the last pa- probably for the past year. I mean, the guy's an animal. I mean, there's some things where I don't agree with. I think he takes it overboard. Yeah. But I mean, he definitely does a good job with getting people out there and like, you know, I mean, he's definitely motivated me. 
So, so does he motivate you? Like, do you need to watch him on a daily? Is it like you need a, just a daily uh, puffer two of him to like get through the day? Puffer two, yeah, like puffer two of him. Yeah. No, not I don't. <laughs> or has he had like a lasting effect? You know, because I talk about my motivation podcast. Well, I, was, I, like, I listened to his book. I mean, then you got the, it. Yeah, during that time, I was listening to him every day until I finished the book. How was the audio book? version? Was I haven't good. read it. it. Was really Joe good. Rogan said it was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. Um, but other than that, I listen to maybe like once a week. Or yeah, when I need to get like going again, you, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's an animal. <sighs> Crazy. Do you, what do you think about him? I think he's cool. I mean, you know my thoughts on motivation. Like, he's, he's not really... Uh, I don't believe that someone else should motivate you. I think that you should motivate yourself. Yeah. They just need to, like, bring it up maybe in your mind. That's the way I rationalize it, like how these other people can motivate you. He's good. He's definitely a way. But for me, like when I watch Goggins, I like took it back. I like remember when I was like 10 years old being forced to run fucking laps and I just had to break myself mentally and say, motherfucker, you're going to run these laps and it doesn't matter that your knees hurt and your legs are going to break. You're just going to run. Yeah. And that's it. There's no questioning. There's no talking about it. You can't slow down. You can't stop. You just got fucking run. So it brought like when I watched him, I'm like, you fucking pussy. You haven't fucking done that in so long, you know. You're fucking about limp. yourself. Yeah, yeah, not about you. No, no, no. I thought you were talking about Goggins. No, no, no. I was talking about myself, and I'm like, fucking a. Like that's what you used to do, and you used to be fucking. You could take fucking Goggins. At like the Bay come Shore at me, Goggins. Gardens yeah, Bayshore running fucking 400 meter sprints against you. Yeah, uh, running against guy five years older. It's all right. He's 15. I'm 10. We got this. <laughs> like, come on, I'm gonna catch him. But you have to have 200 and 100. 100. I remember. Dude, that was mental see what they made us do yeah but fuck it i can't complain i mean i didn't get a positive effect i definitely on me. did I, oh but. one one thing intermission uh rest in peace juice world he died today what do you think about that i mean it's just sad i mean the guy was only 21 years old i mean what do you think about one of my favorite rappers yeah yeah i enjoyed him he, he was good what do you think about all these drugs and shit of, like you know the rap culture today i mean i think everyone's just taking pills like it's a game no one really just thinks no one thinks about what they're doing before like till after they actually do it you know like they just say oh pill let me try it pop it down the gullet yeah but down the gullet so do you think (laughs) do you think that it's like it's fucked up how much they advertise it because oh yeah i mean you know do you feel like there's almost pressure to take drugs or pressure like every single song yeah but all the rappers just talk about all the drugs they take and then all the kids they don't know any better they're all on social media now and they just like, oh, Percocet. Oh, so this, you feel like this. the culture, like the rap is definitely affected like society today. Oh, definitely. You know? I mean, there's obviously in positive ways as well, but definitely in negatives. For yeah, sure, a lot of drugs negatives. is a big one. Yeah. That shit fucks you up. Bad. Real bad. <sighs> to all the Percocet out, uh, addicts <laughs> out there listening, it's you, Mark. Fucking you. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're you here for that you. right now. <laughs> We aren't here for you. You know what? When you're a fucking perk addict and you fucking blown your shit like for so long, you know what? Fuck you. Like if you're a drug addict like that, I got no respect for you. Yeah, I agree. But I, but hey, some people slip, you know, some people are just good people and they fucking slip up. But that's the problem. Like people need to understand that like if you have a strong will, I believe you kind of can dabble in drugs, but they aren't going to fuck you up that much, you know? But the problem is this shit is being told to every single person. Half these dumbass fucking kids that go to school and these fucking pussies that can't do anything and have no balls to say, I don't want to just give into this temporary desire of, you know, taking this Percocet 
upset and feeling like a fucking God for 12 hours. You know, the people that don't want or the people that don't have the strength to say no when that happens, oh, yeah. you know, and don't have the strength to like control that shit. Yeah. They get hooked on and they can't even control. It's I mean, almost they weren't going to do anything anyway. Yeah, but they like, just, they, they just want, they're looking for an escape, constantly yeah, they, looking for it to escape reality which is a problem but they can never control their habit the drug takes over them some people oh, are actually yeah. stronger than the drug i'm saying so yeah, they can so kind of take drugs yeah so they but, take them and they rat, take yeah, off yeah you know not like oh the everyday like an addiction like that's the other it. thing like i itching, think itching like, for it <laughs> i think that one of the biggest things is it's an escape like you said yeah and people need to understand that drugs like i think drugs can be used positively that's my honest opinion. Depends on what it, what it is. No, I think I think most drugs. I mean, if you need to take morphine because your fucking leg's broken, it's a performance enhancing drug. Okay, it it'll help you like get through the day. If your leg is broken, you need morphine. You know, so you can take and that's heroin. So, so, so you t- can take morphine that. to take on your day. <laughs> no, taking morphine when heroin. you have something. If you need to be productive, okay. If you got to take an Adderall, I'm not. Um, what is it prescribing this? I'm not saying that you should, but I'm saying that that makes sense. You know, you're okay. making yourself better, but when you're constantly taking it just to get through the day, you know, like I just got to make it through today. I got to stay, you know, awake or no, that's actually a valuable point. But if I got to, you know, just escape because life really If you're sucks. upping your own dosage, self-medicating. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If, yeah. If, if you're, you're self-medicating, get, then that's a problem. If you're using it to like get high just for the feeling, you know, that's, not to actually expand your brain. Yeah. Then that's a problem. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Have you ever had any friends that have experienced that problem, or just Mark? Well, I mean, I don't know exactly, but there are some kids I've definitely been suspect of, you know. And you yeah. see it, like even it's kids like that you, you can don't tell. know, like even kids at party. Like if you're going out and drinking every fucking day, it's the same shit. Like. Granted, if you need to be, get a little lubricated to have a fucking conversation, all right, fine. Drink a few beers, you know, take the edge off, relax and talk. Yeah. You know, if you need to smoke a little pot to like mellow out, okay, fine. Like do that. But if you're just, yeah, you can go like night. Like, come on, bro. You're a fucking fat uh, pussy. Like you can't do that shit. That was close call. Yeah, I know. And uh, I think that's the same same with pot. I mean, if you're getting fucking stoned and not moving for 20 hours, like, come on, that's not fucking good for you. Okay, so what what do you, what do you do when you need to find like the, that extra motivation to do even your podcast or workout? Well, podcasting's it seem for me like working out and stuff like that. I won't say work out as hard. I mean, I need to. I try as my best to like work out as hard as possible. But what I know is I have to work out today. Like there's yeah. no, there's just there's no, no way, way I can't. Okay, so what so it's like podcasting. It's like if I need a podcast today and I don't want to drink this monster, I'm going to drink the monster. No, <laughs> I, I just won't drink the monster, but I'll fucking make that podcast. Even if it's shitty, you know, I don't okay. ha- like some days. Like, I feel like if I drink pre-workout, I'm going to fucking have a heart attack, you know? So I just you don't, don't but I'm just like, I know I have to come in here and lift weights. I know I have, you know? It's like yeah. tennis, you know, some days you don't you want to go out but there, you have to go but you're out. like, I got to train today. Yeah. There's no, there's no choice. You know, if I don't do that, if you let it slip now, you're fucked. Yeah. Because one day it turns to another day then another day turns into, and it just keeps adding up because once you slip, it's very easy to go into that downhill. Slope, oh, it's so know, easy. It's, and once you, once you make a pattern and once you make a habit of being fucking lazy, you're fucked. You're, you're done. Totally for, for a little bit at least for a while until you get back on it but think about how much fucking time you lost 
Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So do you have any like goals for the future other than tennis or anything? Are you just trying to short-term goals or long-term goals? Do you have anything like well, that? Well, for now it's tennis. Just focus and then on tennis. If that doesn't work out, I want to go potentially be a sports agent for professional tennis players. Okay. So, so what do you want to do through tennis? Do you play tennis because it makes you happy? Do you play tennis because you want to make money? You want the fame? You want... Why do you well, play of course, tennis? there's money as well. Yeah, and we've been doing it. Even you, we've, at least I've been doing it since I was very young. So I might as Fuck well yeah. give it a try, even if I don't. Yeah, make it. At least I'll know. Okay, I failed, but I'd rather fail yeah, and try. say like, "Oh, what if I tried?" Yeah, because what if is bullshit. Yeah, it's totally. what the fuck is what if gonna do? Bullshit. At least I know. Okay, I tried. I didn't make it. Or I tried. I made it. Yeah, like there's obviously. Levels to okay, five, five, 500 in the world, 400, yeah. 100's pretty crazy. Yeah, you do 100, you can actually make some money there too. But you know how tennis is, it's pretty crazy. Like any given day, you can probably be almost not anyone, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you almost can really fluctuate anyone. Yeah, but I mean, it's a fucking it's, all, it's a mental game. So, do you so do you think like money is what's gonna make you do you have any like thoughts on happiness or stuff like that? Like, does tennis make you happy playing it? Or is yeah, it, I mean, or is it like I, fuck? Like I no, go train. I, no, definitely, definitely makes me happy. I mean, if it, if it didn't make me happy, I wouldn't be playing anymore. Mm-hmm. I would just finish right after college. Yeah, like a lot of people, even a lot of good players, have all like stopped. Yeah, because they're just like, okay, it's too hard. Let's just go work. Blah blah blah, or work for their parents. Blah blah blah, all that. But for me, yeah, it definitely makes me happy. Um, of course, it's tough if you if you're not playing well. Yeah, and you're going, especially in the futures. You're not going well and having to do that every week, and then you gotta like. I mean, you're spending money too. And you're fucking, spending. It caught, it's an investment. So without like a sponsor, it's very tough. Yeah, it, it adds additional pressure to what you already have as a player. Yeah. So I mean, it's obviously a lot easier when you're doing well. Yeah. But if you can stay in there, eventually, like and break through, break through. If but you have to be very mental. You have like, to keep improving. I mean, the only way you break through is through improvement. Yeah. You know, you have to come to a realization. Consistency is the biggest That's thing. That's the only way like. you. you you know, make a realization. You have yeah. to constantly be searching to how to be the best. Yeah. And then one day, if you find it. Yeah. Told you to turn off your ringer. I did. I actually. It's turned, okay. My phone is on do not disturb right now. Swear to God. You can look. No, it, I don't. I don't need to. It's fine. It's on do not. Okay. Well, I apologize for that. <laughs> it's now right. we're back on Magnum True Chop Podcast. <laughs> It's tough, the Magnum True Shop. It's all right. It's on know. purpose. Yeah, we're deleting. <laughs> we ain't deleting shit. We bro. ain't deleting shit, bro. Well, this, why is you totally un- <laughs> this is totally unedited. You know, it's we perfect. ain't gonna do that. No, yeah. Um, what else? You have anything else you want to talk about? Um, oh shit! Do you want to? We could. You can add him, and then you can say. No, I'm not gonna call him. Oh no! No, well, I here. We're still recording. I'm not I cutting know. any of this. It's perfect. Yeah, so people are going to be really fucking pissed off about this. Why would so they be pissed? Nige and Magnum in their presence. This is yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's tough shirts, okay? <laughs> this is amazing. It's too much. Um, what effects has your older brother had in your life? A lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mostly positive. I mean, he's always been there if I needed help with something. I'm Like, that's the... First, first person I would go to for anything. Damn. If I have something to say, like positive, negative, need help with something, he's always the first call. So I mean, he's he's done a good job as an older brother. I mean, he's probably helped you as a fucking tennis player too. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. 
I mean, he's been all of our coaches. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> at like 12, he was coaching us. <laughs> Get your racket back faster. <laughs> he's better coach than a lot of people out there. Oh, yeah. Even without, you know, having the experiences like Hugo Armando. <laughs> yeah, those guys. I mean, they've been playing forever, but he still is an amazing coach. Now he's, you know, doing his own thing. Yeah. He's enjoying it. Yeah, so do you think you would go like that route? So what are you going to do after when January comes? You're going to go to Cancun, you said? Yeah, Cancun, so yeah. But you're living at home now? I am. In Bradenton? I am. So do you have any thoughts of trying to move out, or are you just going to stay at home and try to grind it and see if you get any better? You could probably move that a little closer to you if you need to. Well, I'm training 15 minutes away from my house right now with yeah. Heath Turpin. Yeah. So there's no need for me to necessarily move out. And pay yeah, for rent for no reason when I have a house yeah, Especially there. when traveling's expensive, when you're playing tennis yeah, and shit. and there's no point. I'm 15 minutes away from practice. What, am I going to have a house and I then know. an apartment both 15 minutes away? Yeah. No point. But, yeah. So it's basically taking it by year, trying to chug along and Taking it by happens. day. <laughs> <laughs> by fucking second. Exactly. <sighs> that yeah. sounds tough. I mean, it's good. I mean, the, the program that I'm at right now has a lot of good players. There's also Braden Schnurr. He's a top 100 tennis player. Micah Braswell. He's pretty top, top junior. Um, Calvin Boyd, former player at USC. Top seven, the ITF. So, yeah, I mean, good group of guys. Pretty good. So, you think that that'll benefit you? Oh, definitely. And especially being around people that are determined to do, get better, do better every day. You know, you got to have people, you got to surround yourself with people that want the same thing as you. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're fucked. You, yeah, basically just fucked. So do you think like, well, I know like being at Academy and shit, I mean, you never really, you, we went to IMG, everyone goes to IMG for the first year and then yeah. they fucking balance and they realize it's a crock of shit. <laughs> and then you uh, get done with IMG and then your daddy starts coaching you. And when your daddy starts coaching you, your life really takes a fucking tumble, right? Oh yeah. Well, my daddy was always my coach. Augie's the only one that went to IMG. Oh, so, so you I got had like straw the, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, but you did go to other. I mean, you've been around. I, mean, I used to you play like to, matches there and stuff like that. You went that, to Armando's. Like, you went to yeah. Eagleton for a little bit. A ton of shit. I Johan mean, Creek, yeah, John Eagleton. Yeah, yeah, we've been in all those places. Do you think that, like, at this point, like you, you've been playing for a fucking while, you yeah. can dice up any schmuck on the court? You know, do you think that you really need a coach now, or oh, what's definitely. the purpose of coaching? Well, well, if you're trying to become a professional, you definitely need to have a coach. But I mean, Krygos doesn't have a coach. He's already there. Krygos. 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 Who? Krygos. Okay. He had a coach when he was a junior. But he doesn't now. But now he's already there. Exactly. So, you, that, so that, you, think that that coach, back. you think that coach is pivotal to actually 100%, making it? 100%. 100%. Because you need someone behind you that even telling you like what to do on the core. Like if you're doing it all yourself, you don't, you know, but it, like, but you won't do but it. Like, technically and shit like that coaches are, you know, they help. Don't get me wrong, but they aren't absolutely necessary. I th I mean, I think, think, I think they are. You think they're totally necessary? I mean, yeah. I, I think they're necessary. Okay. If you're trying to be like a good, good professional, pro. yeah, you know, yeah. No, like I get it. Just some schmuck as you would say. Yeah, well, I mean, the only thing for me is, like, technically and shit like that, I feel like there's not a whole lot. Like, at a certain point. Okay, technically, no. But, but emotionally, you know, you need, I guess, some people need a fuck, or most people need a fucking Even the things anchor. you know, yeah, they you need, need that someone behind. Yeah, because, like, if you, if you travel tournaments alone, and let's say you don't do too, 
do well in the first few futures. Okay? You're going to go out. You're going to start doing stupid shit. And get Whereas if you have and a coach there. not be ready there, for your tournament the next day. That's not. That's like just, Kai, Kai Gross. <laughs> like, like, that, like that Cray Ghost dude. But he still wins. <laughs> yeah, because he's doping. <gasps> Did Magnum Did just accuse of. Did you just accuse Kai Gross of doping? A top 100. Or top, what, top 10? Top 20, top 30. <laughs> yeah, twenty. He could be number one. He could be two hundred. You don't know. He's like top thirty right now. I think. Well, I just accused the top thirty uh, <laughs> tennis player of doping. That's right. No, I'm not. Krygos, Krygos. I'm not trying to accuse you of doping. You may not be. He doping. probably it's doesn't understand what you're saying because that's not his name. <laughs> well, he's probably just a fucking genetic freak. I mean, what do you think about genetics having a role in tennis? That's well, a I don't think question. he was because if you've seen pictures from him when he was young, he was a little chubby guy. So, so you don't think he's doping? No, you said genetics. So you think he's doping? No, you said genetics play a big so part. So you don't okay. think... No, I'm saying like... <laughs> God, what do you want to be... Give my answer. Go ahead. So so you don't think he was doping? You don't think genetics... Oh, I don't know. I'm, I don't, don't know, know about, about the doping. doping. But gen- you said genetics. Okay, I think they do definitely play but a I mean, part. But he was very chubby when he was yeah, young. But if you hit... Pu- I mean, the guy's also a fucking giant. He probably was chubby and small. Maybe a little I mean, bit of HGH when he got a little older. HGH I don't know. makes everyone it's grow taller. <laughs> and stronger. And bigger and faster. And more endurance. Oh, a lot more. I could use that. <laughs> My liver couldn't handle it. No, no. it's not. It's just a it's not ready. Definitely. Don't don't just t- stick to the monster. Yeah, the mo- and the purple, <laughs> the purple monster, which I don't like. Fuck that. I like the white monster. <laughs> Fucking bitch. It's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, but what do you think? Like genetics do have a role. Like, cause some kids like me. Okay. Like the way I look at it is, I'm. Six foot, you know, I'm also I'm built a little heavier, you know, <laughs> we all got big bellies in the Traub family. Okay. <laughs> naturally. And that's what I have. And so I that's genetic. You're saying. Genetic. My grandpa had a belly this big. My pa has a belly this big and Magnum has a belly. Well, this big. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. But away Jake's with. been on but keto. He's looking slim. Jake's looking slim now because he's on keto. Check out my keto video. Anyway, so what I'm saying is for me, like even my knees, everything about me, my uh, body dynamics is weak. <laughs> I don't know if it's weak Maybe it is Maybe it's not But I'm saying for tennis Like to have me Running around the court It's not The like, knees it, Everything Just my The way it's set yeah, up You used to also You kind of fucked yourself up Because you used to wear te- Tennis shoes Sorry Running shoes While you were playing tennis Yeah because my feet Hurt so fucking bad yeah, But then your ankles Would be broken My ankles are amazing Okay <laughs> No but I'm saying Like for some <laughs> people further. Like it's It's much more difficult to play tennis because they're genetically just not there. Oh, like yeah. Now, like now, like, pressure. Like, Krygos is fucking a tower. Yeah. And he's a big guy, okay? So he can move, he can serve, you know? He doesn't have to be. If you're a little dude running around a court, it's going to be a lot tougher. Oh, like Diego Schwartzman or David Ferrer. Yeah, those, those guys are guys. actual animals. They're fucking physical, but they're physical anomalies for their endurance and they're just grind. Like, Krygos can never grind that hard. His life is easier in the tennis game because yeah i agree with that you know so genetics do i think play some they have to play some role yeah you know yeah is there anything else you want to talk about like anything else that's uh on your mind or you want to talk about that uh has been you know pestering you you got a platform right now you can say you want to plug anything um i think we covered it all but um 
if you have anything else, I'd be willing to answer a few more questions. Oh, you would? Yeah. Uh, okay, so what was your thoughts on going to school in the South? Oh, wow. It's a lot different. Yeah? It was a lot different. Even like Because uh, you've done visits to other schools, obviously. You know, you played yeah. tennis, you traveled and shit like that. It was different. Even like how everyone dressed, how everyone spoke. Everyone was very nice there. It was kind of weird coming from here, Bradenton, yeah. to that was a big change. I mean... Tailgating, the SEC. Tailgating was... Yeah, I mean, you were, you were an SEC player. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cool. I mean, the tailgating was probably the the craziest thing I've the seen. highlight. When I got introduced to that, I had no idea what was going on. Everyone's, yeah. I thought, well, tailgating people just like me... Fucking hillbillies sitting stuff. in their truck. But little did I know that it was actually insane. Like, it's insane. And a lot of people show up. Like, LSU has a stadium over 100,000 people. Yeah, it's so They can fit big. in. Like, when I went in there, that was... Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. But do you think, like... Do you think having like, so it's a big party school, you could say, or yeah. somewhat, do you think that that's good, bad? Do you think that it takes I mean, away? it depends what you want. I mean, yeah. you know. For you, was, I'm asking. For me, I mean, it didn't really make a difference. I was more focused on the academics and the athletics, but uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? I'm not. I'm smiling. No, but that, that was definitely the main thing, athletics yeah. and academics. And I mean, partying was... Not the biggest. I mean, it definitely, I don't know. It did make a difference. I mean, there's over 30,000 people there. Yeah. Whether if I went to Wake, there's only like, what, maybe five, ten thousand 10,000 students. Like that, yeah. So, like, it definitely made it easier to meet more people. Yeah. Because there's almost 20,000 more people there. Yeah. So, it was definitely easier to meet people. So, not necessarily partying-wise, maybe socially. It was definitely... It was good to have because you can always just, there's always people to reach out to. There's people everywhere. I don't know if yeah. that makes sense, but. No, that does. I mean, you. No uh, way. <laughs> more opportunities to meet people yeah. and have fun and have interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, so did you think, you thought about going, to, not going to college, right? Well, yeah. After the Wake Forest thing, I didn't want to wait another semester. Do, can you explain that? Do I have to? You don't have to do anything, Nigel. You can do anything you want. Okay, I'll, I'll quickly. Just like brush over it. You'll need to go into details. Just Okay. So I was committed to Wake Forest for about six to eight months. And then basically right before school started, they told With a full ride? No, it was or 90%. 90%. 80, 90%. I'm not, I can't even remember okay. anymore. But it was a pretty good deal. Um, it's a lot of money, folks. Yeah. 60, it was 64000 a year to go there. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, Basically, two days before, I got a call, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, you can try again in January for some reason. And then in January, like, I, I did not want to wait till January again. So my brother, actually, without telling me, called Justin Butch. After this, after he heard about this, I was down. I told my brother, I'm not going to school, blah, blah, blah. It's over. And then, like, a day or two later, the assistant coach from LSU was at my house, and I had no idea because my brother didn't tell me that he called Justin and less than a week later, before I even finished my visit there, I was already signed. So LSU wasn't even a school on that I was radar. on my radar. But but that worked out pretty fucking it good. Definitely did. <laughs> that's For, that's not a bad way for it to go down. I, mean, I you remember. Can, you can say it worked out pretty good in a way. <laughs> yeah. And then there's other ways you could say it didn't, but it's okay. Yeah, but I mean, I think overall. Over, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Okay, like, overall, definitely From the situation, out. from the not Tro from the trough yeah. to the peak, that was a big <laughs> yeah. ass fucking. No, you definitely. Know? 
That was a big ass change, but that that's good. But did you think about not going to school for like, cause you want to obviously pursue tennis then too. Yeah. So, so you thought, so you thought about not going to school for tennis? Yeah. But the 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 problem was I finished high school and I was 16. Yeah. So I couldn't, you know, I was young, so I didn't really understand everything. Like what was going on? Like, Oh, what happens if I just want to go play pro right away? What happens at school? So I did take that year off. Yeah. And then I was going to go to wake I took that gap year, whatever yeah. it is, after school, high school, and I was only 17 still. Yeah. So I was going to start Wake, yeah. but then I had to take another half year. Yeah. And that was like the, pro- that was a problem. Yeah, you think? But yeah. Like meant, I think that like kind of fucked me up with tennis in a way, because there was no motivation to do anything. Like, what am I going to go play for a year and a half? Because I couldn't even play tournaments that whole year to start yeah, with oh, i remember yeah okay so and then plus another four months without tournaments so what made you not just say fuck school i'm gonna play pro or i'm gonna go for it then you know honestly wouldn't be able to tell you no. it, it was like it was really up and down like even like training there's no motivation so there's obviously probably weeks i wasn't like training yeah. very seriously yeah and then i was also coaching so it was like it's like a clusterfuck okay yeah. <laughs> it was and then even like i went the season and i wasn't even when they, when I started in January at LSU, I wasn't eligible for a month and a half. So without really, Why was that? because there was not something wrong with the eligibility. I don't even know. It was. They asked me questions like, "How many games did you play per match?" Oh, because you did play. I a played few like two other, tournaments w- without played, knowing yeah. that I wasn't allowed. Whatever. And going straight into season and everything, when I first got to school, it was it was tough. You know, yeah. like not going to school for a year and a half, not playing competitive tennis for a year and a half. Going straight into season with the players that have been playing, yeah, for a long ass time in the SEC as yeah. well. You know, it was it was kind of Intense. tough, and I like I remember the fir- <laughs> it is tough. Yeah, I remember one of the coaches, uh, the assistant coach actually, Danny Bryan at the time. He's like, I really didn't even think you were gonna last two weeks here, <laughs> and then I ended up doing pretty well that freshman year. I mean, I played in the lineup, everything went well. So I mean, that's a testament to your character. Yes, sir. <laughs> character. I mean, I mean, tennis. Probably that was one of the things that tennis actually helped you with. You know, oh, yeah. like that mental. Yeah, that's you know, what I, that's what I mean. That it all started with also. I think that th- getting through that, that and not like just getting yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah like yeah, like that someone. Was... <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, Sorry. I fucking gave up. I gave up on school. <laughs> I gave up, up on tennis. You went I, to your mission. You got your. Mission set. I saw how far it could last me, <laughs> and I just was like, "Fuck you." I mean, my goal, best thing angry, ever. Angry, angry. Tennis was the best thing ever for me. You know why? Because I got Tell in the me. gym. Because the gym was the only way I could convince my parents. Like, listen, if I lift weights every day, <laughs> you can't make me play tennis. But you can't call me a fat ass and a fucking bum. That is you know, true. Th- there's no way. And I told Jake, I was like, I'm gonna get so fucking big. That I'm not gonna be able to play tennis. That's my fucking goal. At 12 years old, you yeah. played this. <laughs> I was at 15. You're a little man. I was 15. <laughs> That's why I got up to 184 freshman year, just fucking fat as shit. But I'm like, I'm gonna be so fucking big, I can't even move. Then you can't make me play Dude, tennis. I remember, dude, you didn't miss any days for a period, like no. two, three years. You didn't miss a day. <laughs> like if you said you're gonna work out six days a week, you worked out six Seven. days a week. Or I'm just saying, like every if, day, yeah, yeah. No so, rest, huh? Fuck that. You can what, what, do you, what do you think about rest? <laughs> I think rest is valuable for your mind and your body. Like some days you need it. All right. You fucking like you're really tired. I get it. But you have to rationalize that. Listen, if I were to do anything today, it would have a negative impact on my future. You know, if, if I'm fucking dead and I'm like, oh, I'm just tired, but my body feels OK and I could go work out and have a beneficial workout. 
Then if I don't work out that day, I'm a fucking pussy. Okay, so what what do you think about... But if there's a day that I'm like, holy shit, my back is seized and I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucked up. I can't move. I feel like shit. Then it's like, you know what? Maybe you need to take a rest day and just relax or recuperate so that tomorrow I wake up, I feel fucking amazing. And I just fucking, but I have to, if the next day you fucking bitch out again, then you're a fucking pussy. And that's when the problem comes the next day and the next day and you start getting See, to the Jocko lazy. Wilnick says, good. <laughs> he says it a little different. He says, make sure to go that day and rest the next day. Okay. That's my question is do you, how do you do it? Do you go, okay, I have a schedule. Let's say you work out five times a week. Seven and then times you have, a week. Okay, hypothetically. Okay. If you say I work out five times a week and then I have these two days off every day, every every week is the same. Or do you go, okay, I work out, I've worked out five times this week. I feel really good. I'm going to go again today. Like, do you have a schedule that you follow well, or I do mean, you just I, like how you feel the that way day, I do, do it, it is I do seven days and I have the same split. Okay. okay. So I always have something to do the next day. Something different. So, yeah. Okay. So if I miss a day, I'm not typically going to go back or I might just incorporate what I missed that day into the next day, but I'm okay. not going to do a full gamut. I'm going to do the biggest exercises I can. From that, that you, you missed. Know? So if I miss okay. chest and shoulder and I got shoulders the next day, I'll say, all right, I'm going to do bench press and a little bit of sh- like you know side laterals and shit like that do you do yeah. any cardio uh i jump rope you still jump rope fuck yeah 20 minutes shout out to strahenya if you're still watching this straw i still jump a fuck ton of rope i love jump rope <sighs> jump rope's one of the best exercises for you 100 percent. 100 percent. with everything gets you lighter on your feet and everything else yeah. as well better than running fuck running so that's the only cardio I do yeah every day yeah Really? If you count being a fucking neurotic mess, putting together a podcasting set cardio. Yeah, up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The, the, and I do a little bit of cardio too. Okay. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that. I mean, I think this was a good podcast. I'd love to have Nigel on again. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we'll get better and better at it for sure. Oh yeah, throw a comment down below if you want to see Nigel again. What you thought of Nigel? What you of thought of me? Of course, they want to see Nigel again, dude. It's Nigel. <laughs> Damn, you really that <laughs> you're glowing. Glowing. <laughs> you're glowing. Why are you glowing? Did you put on a weird lotion or something today? I think I did. Do you want some? Yeah, I, I want that melatonin lotion so my face No, that actually would be very inappropriate. So I just get yeah. very tan, you know? Tan Wait, oh, you just said melatonin lotion on your face and melatonin. you said you want to get tan. Which one right, is it? All right, right, right. I've had a problem. I always can uh, it's okay. I think we're done here. You know why I do it? Because <laughs> I thought when I used to watch Rich Piana, he would oh, take about taking shit. Give me one of those shirts. Yeah. I still have it. It's fire. It's yeah. so gas. The tank top. He would take shots that would increase the melanin in his skin. You know what melanin yeah, is? Yeah, That's what I makes was, you tan? He passed away, right? Yeah, he fucking Do you think died. it's because of that? I'm going to make a podcast about Rich Piana, so I'm already getting into it right now. Cause... No, it wasn't you, because of yeah, that. Yeah, that was your favorite guy. Yeah. He, he was my little sad. Yeah, but you know, shit happens. Like he, he listen. I'm happy that like not that he died, but like no. He, here's what the fuck has to happen. If I'm you're happy willing, happy that he died. If you're willing to put yourself out there, guy's sick. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you're willing sick. to fucking grind and say, because he knew he's like, I would oh, yeah. rather die. 
than fucking not take all these steroids and get this okay. big and be this tan. But so you he th- fucking you think died. He, yeah, but he didn't think he was actually going to die that that early. Bro, like, when you bro. fucking, I mean, you could imagine the side effects of this shit. When you see, like, you know when yeah, you're going to... When people say, like, how Juice World said, like, what about the, uh, the 27 Club? We're not making it past yeah. 21. He didn't really probably think about that in depth. Like, you know, he's probably just saying it. I okay, think these guys do. I mean, even me, like, I think about it, like... You know, you got to live life not being like fearful of these things. Like, it's just if you want to make it like Rich, the only way he was going to make it was taking steroids. He knew that he could die. He knew it. So when he took him, he's just like, fuck it. Like, I have to be willing to die. I'm taking, you know, okay. you know, it's a I'm willing to risk it to make it. It's in your life. Yeah, but your life isn't that much crazier than a ton of other shit. You know, risking your life isn't that crazy than risking all the money you have. You know, like that's still going to affect your life in a fucking big way. You know, all these things are just risks first rewards. And he said, I'll risk my life. And, you know, he made it for 30 years of steroid use. He probably did more than he ever would have done if he didn't take it. (laughs) Fucking horse heart. All right. Well, I think this podcast has went long enough. You know, it's been a pretty fucking long one. It's been a pleasure to be on here and I hope to be on soon. Do you? Again? I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's pretty cool. We, and we have more um, guests coming up. I'm in talks with a tennis coach who would love to come up here and speak some shit about tennis candidly. As you guys know, we are uncut, as you can see by this shitty ass interview like video, because it's not going to be cut at all. So they're going to see a little breaks. But it's okay. You know, fuck it. Like you got to see. Got to show your flaws. And it's the but. fucking progression, bro. Like you're always going to get better. You're always going to improve. And that's the thing. Like we ain't going to stop. We ain't going to pussy out. We're going to keep fucking grinding, keep working. <laughs> and that's it. And then we see what happens. And hope you guys fucking enjoy it. So, you bastards, thanks for listening. Uh, it's been great having Nigel on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to be on. And uh, that's it. So, I hope you fuckers have an amazing day. That was an hour at least.